This is a Neighbors United in Christ broadcast. On Sunday when the church bells start ringing, they're ringing for you and for me. Let's all gather round at the church Sunday morning, and we'll all kneel down and pray. We'll pray to our Lord up in heaven to guide us safe home on our way. It's a place where we all meet on Sunday to worship our Lord up Search me and try me, Master, today. Whiter than snow, Lord, surely is thine. Touch me and
Happy are we when we delight in God's word. We are like trees planted by living water. Let us meditate on God's law and gospel and bear good fruit in its due season. Welcome to worship, good neighbors. You are listening to a Neighbors United in Christ Parish Worship, sponsored by the Lutheran Churches of Deronda, Little Falls, and Trinity. My name is Lauren Tagg, and thanks today to Jim Haugerud and Debbie Tagg, our musicians, Eileen Flatten, our, our reader and provider of the children's message, and our recording engineer is Brad Anderson. You are able to join us by NUIC podcast and at 8 a.m. each Sunday morning on WPCA Radio 93.1 FM. And it's live internet stream on www.wpcaradio.org. If you'd like to help sponsor these services, or donate to our ministry, you can contact us by phone at 715-268-9577, by mail at NUIC Parish, 1578 85th Avenue, Amory, Wisconsin, and through our website at www.nuicparish.org. We want to thank WPCA Radio for this broadcast. Next Sunday, our worship will be at Duranda Lutheran on the 29th, and they'll have their annual meeting after that. The church is anywhere people gather in Jesus' name. Even when we are not together in a church building, God continues to be present in the creative and intentional ways that we gather for worship. Therefore, wherever you are at this time, worshiping in Jesus' name your present location is the church. You may want to have a cloth to lay before you, a candle or a cross. You might enjoy making a small worship space to enhance your at-home worship. You may also want to have a Bible or Bibles for the kids and other home worship materials. I'll continue with the confession and forgiveness. We confess our sins before God and one another Merciful God, Christ came into the world and showed us how to live, but we have failed to live by what he taught. We have not loved you with our whole heart, soul, mind, and strength. We have not done to others as we would have done to ourselves. Shine a light on our hearts that we might turn from the shadows of our sin and walk in your ways. Jesus came not to condemn the world, but that the world might be saved through him. 
By his abundant love, all your sins are forgiven, that you may walk in the light of Christ. Amen. The litany this morning is, In Jesus, nothing is as we expect. He turns everything on its head. He proclaims blessing for those we would see as the furthest from it. He gives hope to a world in need. Thus we ask that God make us meek, and that we would hunger and thirst for righteousness, that we would be merciful and pure of heart, that we would be peacemakers, that we would always strive to do the work of God, the work of God that he has called us to, even when that work is unpopular. Let us be open to God's truth in the world, then we shall be blessed. We'll continue with some more songs. He leadeth me, O blessed thought, O words with heavenly comfort fraught. Whate'er I do, where'er I be, still tis God's hand that leads.
temptation for yielding his sin. Each victory will help you some other to win. Fight manfully onward, dark passions subdue. Look ever to Jesus, he'll carry you through. Ask the Savior to help you. Come Shun evil companions, bad language disdain. God's name hold in reverence, nor take it in vain. Be thoughtful and earnest, kind-hearted and true. Look ever to Jesus, he'll carry you through. Ask the Savior to help you, comfort, strengthen, and keep you. He is willing to aid you. He continue with the prayer of the day. Loving God, in Jesus you proclaim a blessing for those in deprivation, a promise of your transforming love. Make us instruments of your justice that all might live abundantly. Amen. I encourage you now to share the sign of peace with someone that is with you or with yourself. And you can do it with the Trinity formula, uh, be blessed, or I am blessed in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and add some other blessing that you may want. 
Now we'll continue with the Holy Scriptures and the children's sermon. The first reading is from Matthew 5, verses 1 through 20. When Jesus saw the crowds, he went up the mountain, and after he sat down, his disciples came to him. Then he began to speak and taught them, saying, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. Blessed are the merciful, for they will receive mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called children of God. Blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs, theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when people reveal you and persecute you and utter all kinds of evil against you falsely on my account. Rejoice and be glad, for your reward in heaven, your reward is great in heaven, for in the same way they persecuted the prophets who were before you. You are the salt of the earth, but if the salt has lost its taste, how can its saltiness be restored? It is no longer good for anything, but is thrown out and trampled underfoot. You are the light of the world. A city built on a hill cannot be hid. No one, after lighting a lamp, puts it under a bushel basket, but on the lampstand, and it gives light to all in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others, so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father in heaven. Do not think that I have come to abolish the law or the prophets. I have come not to abolish, but to fulfill. For truly I tell you, until heaven and earth pass away, not one letter, not one stroke of a letter, will pass from the law until all is accomplished. Therefore, whoever breaks one of the least of these commandments and teaches others to do the same will be called least in the kingdom of heaven. But whoever does them and teaches them will be called great in the kingdom of heaven. For I tell you, unless your righteousness exceeds that of the scribes and Pharisees, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. The second reading is from Psalm 1, verses 1 through 3. Happy are those who do not follow the advice of the wicked, or take the path that sinners tread, or sit in the seat of scoffers, but their delight is in the law of the Lord, and on this law they meditate day and night. They are like trees planted by streams of water, which yield their fruit in its season, and their leaves do not wither, and all that they do they prosper. So good morning, boys and girls. It's now time for the children's message, or as I like to say, for all of us who are still children at heart. I'm going to be honest with you. I'm not very good at keeping plants healthy. Sometimes people give me flowers or plants as presents. It's very nice, except that I can never keep them alive for very long. Do you know the difference between a healthy plant and one that's a bit more dried out? How can you tell the difference? The trees, plants which are close to the water, stay much healthier. They are able to soak up the nutrition that they need to grow. They have good soil and roots, and being near plenty of water allows them to produce fruit and remain strong and healthy. If plants don't get enough water, 
They wither up and shrivel up and eventually die. Did you know that the Bible uses a lot of plant imagery to remind us of the importance of being spiritually healthy? God's word talks a lot about being like a flourishing tree. In the first Psalm, we read that people who love God and meditate on his word are like trees planted by water and producing fruit. The prophet Jeremiah said something similar. He described how people who try to trust in, in themselves are like dry shrubs. They don't have enough nourishment to grow and produce anything. When we abandon God and don't recognize his hand in our lives, we shrivel up spiritually. When we focus on what God has done for us, and when we consider his love for us and stay rooted in the scripture, it's like being healthy trees. Our lives can bear fruit through the Holy Spirit. God's power gives us strength and allows us to be loving, kind, patient, joyful, faithful, gentle, peaceful, good, and self-controlled. God gives us wisdom as we pray and study his word. We know, you know that's really neat. All the power comes from God. Jeremiah says that we shouldn't trust in our own hearts, but lean on God for all things. This is like those trees that are planted by the water. A tree doesn't have any to do anything special to grow. It just has to have good location and remain rooted in what nourishes it. We don't have to make ourselves better or rely on our own power in order for the Holy Spirit to work in us. We simply recognize that God does the heavy lifting and we trust in him for hope and strength. God knows our hearts and he promises to take care of us and allow us to grow in him. What, if a, what a beautiful picture of our health as people of God. Root yourself in him and grow solid like a tree. Let's pray and recognize that we are watered in Christ. Dear God, thank you for giving us strength. Help us to stay close to you so that we can grow and flourish. Thank you for rooting us in your love. We love you, God. In Jesus' name, amen. Here comes Jesus, see him walking on the water, he'll lift you up, and he'll help you to stand, oh here comes Jesus, he's the master of the ways that roll, here comes Jesus, he'll Talking to the leper, he'll lift you up and he'll help you to stand. Oh, here comes Jesus, he's the master of the human soul. Here comes Jesus, he'll make you in the garden he'll lift you up and he'll help you to 
of the future. Here comes Jesus. He'll save your soul. And now may the words of my mouth and meditation of our hearts be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Uh, I tell you, it's been an interesting day. Uh, just before we got going here, uh, my, my throat's been a little bit raspy, and uh, so I'd like tea, and my wife Debbie brought me a cup of tea, and uh, as I poured it out, there was a very healthy fly drowning in it, and uh, it reminded me and took me back to Ethiopia where flies were everywhere when we traveled there, and uh, the missionary said, yeah, you can always tell a first-term missionary because they would uh, have a cup of coffee or whatever they were drinking, and if a fly went in it, they would dump everything out and sterilize the cup and fill it up again. A second-term missionary would uh, see a fly in their cup and they'd just drink it. And a third-term missionary would look in their cup, and if they didn't see a fly, would go find one and throw it in and then drink it. Just a different way of living, and I just uh, had to smile as I threw away. And I didn't sterilize the cup, but I'm sure somebody will before long. The text today is uh, an interesting one. It's one that I always struggle with because I've always kind of looked at it as being a sermon directed at me, thinking of myself as being the rich person who doesn't always live according to the Sermon on the Mount. Blessed are the poor in spirit. Blessed are those who are persecuted for my name's, my name's sake. Blessed are, blessed are all those things that I don't feel like I am. As I was thinking about this text, I got to thinking how uh, the people who listened to this were a lot different than me. Jesus sat down and his disciples came and around him and listened. But he wasn't talking about pie in the sky. He was talking where they were. The people who were disciples of Jesus were poor people. They were not rich. They were people who didn't have much hope. They were oppressed. They were persecuted. They didn't have much hope for any future. And here Jesus sits down and looks them in the eye and says, Blessed are you. Blessed are you who are poor. Oh, that's good to hear. Blessed are you who suffer. Blessed. He was talking to them, trying to give them hope. That's a beautiful thing to see is when we can understand that we don't spiritualize this out of existence, but we see who it went to. This last week we celebrated Martin Luther King Day. And I have to admit, I can't help but think there would be a lot of black folks who would have sat at that Sermon of the Mount and who would have been glad to hear what Jesus had to say. Martin Luther King wrote from prison where he spoke about Hate doesn't drive out hate. Love drives out hate. 
Darkness doesn't drive out light. Light drives out darkness. Jesus was giving some hope for some folks. There's a certain allegory which has been written for children, which could well apply to us older folks as well. In true fable style, it says, once upon a time there was a cave. This cave lived under the ground as all other caves have the habit of doing, spending its entire lifetime in darkness. One day it heard a voice calling to it, come up into the light, come and see the sunshine. But the cave retorted, I don't know what you mean. There isn't anything here but darkness. However, the cave finally ventured forth and was surprised to see light everywhere. Then looking up to the sun, the cave said, come with me and see darkness. The sun asked, now tell me, what is darkness? The cave replied, come and see. So one day the sun accepted the invitation and as it entered the cave, it said, now show me the darkness. But lo, there was no darkness. So we know that where the sun is shining, the darkness vanishes because the light of the sun dispels it. Now it is also true that when God is present in the life of an individual, there is no darkness. He is the very light of life. He is the light of the world. He comes into our lives to bring peace and joy. His life penetrates even the darkest corners to clean out our fears and anxieties. He comes not only to reveal sin, but also to forgive it if we but allow him to enter. Our relationship with God is crucial in our understanding of what it means to be poor in spirit or to be blessed. What it means to be blessed when we are persecuted. Learning to be content with what we have and who we are. As we look around us today, you can get books on almost everything that tells you how to be successful and how to be full of what is needed to have a very good life. Sundahl in his devotional speaks about our society has gorged itself on sweet taste of success. We filled our plates with a buffet of books that range from dressing for success to investing for success. We gobbled down stacks of notebooks, cassette albums, and videotapes in our hunger for greater success. The irony of all this is that instead of fulfillment, we experience the bloated sensation of being full of ourselves, our dreams, our goals, our plans, our projects, our accomplishments. The result of all you can eat appetite is not contentment, it's nausea. Jesus was giving them some hope for their lives, not wanting to have more, but being content with what they have and helping them understand that blessings come from within. Blessings come from within as gets where God works. He takes the time to work not on just the outward appearance, but what goes on inside. There was a chef, a uh, famous French chef, that was asked, uh, why when you uh, season, do you put it in your cooking and uh, not just afterwards and uh, put it on top? And he replied, why put the seasoning into the food while it's cooking? Why not put it on top? The chef replied, we put the seasoning in the food while cooking because we want it to penetrate into every part of the food. We want God's light 
God's saltiness, God's way of doing things into every aspect of our life. We don't want to leave any corner untouched. Now, obviously, we, we do. I have to admit, I'm still rich. And sometimes I get a little, feel a little guilty when I read the Sermon on the Mount. But if I keep remembering that Jesus doesn't just go for some people, he invites all of us into the community. Gert Bahana always said, uh, she was a wealthy woman who said, long time we talked about the aching back of the poor man, we forget about the aching heart of the rich man. But Jesus also talks about that nobody should be excluded because of wealth. There is no, how do I say this, no economic system that is existing these days that benefits the poor. Whether it be a dictatorship, capitalism, socialism, communism, it seems that always it's somebody who is wanting to rule over others. In fact, that's when the church gets in danger is when we decide we want to rule. Instead of inviting people to be kind in spirit into a community where there's long suffering, the things that Eileen spoke about earlier, patience, kindness, forgiveness, love, that's what Jesus is inviting us to. And when we get to be part of that community, we start to gain what it means to be salt of the earth, what it means to be the light of the, uh, a light that can't be put out. In fact, as we look at history, some would say the early church was one who, who grew not because it wanted power, but because it served and gave its life for those around it. When Charlemagne made it the official religion of the uh, Roman Empire, in some ways it was a death knell for much of the church because now it had power to rule, not to serve. Today in our culture, we see that happening again as there's a Christian nationalism that is uh, being expounded by many, which promotes violence and doesn't promote serving and loving and community where we listen to each other, where we talk with each other, we serve each other, we love each other, we forgive each other. We need to learn from the Sermon on the Mount more and more of what the blessing is for us and what kind of a community we want to have. We studied the Lord's Prayer last night in Confirmation and one of the things that was interesting was one of the questions that keeps coming to me so often from adults and young people what does it mean when we say, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven? Well, if we hear what Jesus did, he talked about the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God is coming. It is here. It is near. He talked about the healing and stuff that went on that he did. But he also spoke about justice and love and care. It was a community where people could feel welcome. We take what God wants, those things again of love, kindness, joy, peace, and we ask that it be in our midst, in our community, not only as a church, but as we reach out as a church, not to judge others, but to welcome and include and invite. Oh, if we could only hear more often words of where people care about each other. One of the fun little stories is 
there was an elevator uh, that was crowded in the back of a department store. And as one lady walked in, she said, you don't get much sunshine in here, do you? Remarked a gentle old lady as she entered this elevator. Then the elevator man responded, only the sunshine that folks like you bring in, ma'am. Some folks bring in plenty of sunshine to light up the folks around them. Wouldn't that be fun if we heard more of that when they talk about the Christian church? Instead of judging people, they saw sunshine. Instead of seeing hurt and anger, they saw love, kindness, gentleness. Instead of darkness, they saw light and hope. If we get nothing else from the Sermon on the Mount, we need to see what kind of community Jesus is talking to and what he wants to see happen for them and for all of us. May you be on a mount someday, listening to those good words, being filled with hope and love. I hope our congregations here at NUIC and around Amory and around the world can become those kinds of places where people feel welcome, not judged. Amen. Master, the tempest is raging, the billows are tossing high. The sky is o'ershadowed with blackness, no shelter or help is nigh. Carest thou not that we perish? How canst thou lie asleep when each moment so madly is threatening a grave in the angry deep? The winds and the waves shall obey my will. Peace, 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 demons or men or whatever it be no water can swallow the ship where lies the master of ocean and earth and skies they all shall sweetly obey my will peace be still peace be still they all shall
We continue by confessing our faith in the words of the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, God's only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of Virgin Mary, suffering under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead. On the third day he rose again, he ascended into heaven, and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. We'll continue with the prayers of the church. Children pray 
Confident that our Savior Jesus Christ hears us when we pray, we lift up the church, the world, and all in need. God of abundant mercy, pour your blessings upon all whose needs are visible and whose needs are not visible to our eyes. Make us instruments of blessing for others and help us receive blessing from others. Merciful God, you hear our prayer. Heal the harms we have done to your creation. Keep us from inflicting further distress on what you have made and make us good stewards of this earth. Merciful God, you hear our prayer. Keep our elected leaders mindful of the needs of those they serve, that they might work for the blessing of all people. Merciful God, you hear our prayer. Your blessing is for all who suffer, O God. Grant healing and wholeness to those who are sick in body, mind, or spirit, especially Kelsey Zamuda, Christina Burgett, Randy Goglin, Pat and Lucille Trofe, Helen Erickson, Shirley Lenz, Wayne Jones, Gary Fredrickson, Julie Dubois, Jim Wade, Rachel Seacrest, Scott Morgan, Arlene Johnson, Matt Crerup, Ida Martinson, Jean Hoisington, Lee and Maury Nicholson, Becky Anderson, Helen Jorgensen, Chuck Hutton, Clara Girish, Joyce Anderson, Jill Haugrud, Marlene Olson, Gloria Hutton, and the family of Richard Bruce. Merciful God, you hear our prayer. Walk with all peoples of the earth, both those who follow you and those who do not. Remind us we are all your children, even when others' ways are unfamiliar to us. Merciful God, you hear our prayer. We remember with joy all the saints whose lives have been a source of incredible blessing. May we, in gratitude, bless others until we are all together in your eternal presence. Merciful God, you hear our prayer. Receive our prayers and hold all for whom we pray in your loving arms. In the name of your Son, Jesus Christ. Amen. We continue with the offering. We want to remember that no matter where we are, we are the Church of God and there is need all over the world. And our offerings are meant to help those who are struggling and to be an answer and a giving to those who might have a hard time getting through a day. But it's all done in Jesus' name. So we ask that you give 
and give generously to either our congregation or your home congregation, or to consider uh, to your synod or somewhere else where that work of the body of Christ is being done to love and serve our neighbors. So we offer the offering prayer at this time. You have planted us by streams of water, O God, that we might bear good fruit. We offer now these gifts that they would be that good fruit, given for the sake of your children throughout the world. In the name of Jesus Christ, our Savior. Amen. We'll go to the Lord's Prayer, but I wanted to share something again that's meaningful when we say the Apostles' Creed, the Lord's Prayer, and sometimes we might just kind of skip over them. But the other day I was visiting one of our parishioners who was really in a lot of pain, could not uh, carry on a conversation. We sat there in silence for a while. We tried talking, but nothing. Just kept talking, and uh, for her anyway, the pain that she was in. Gave her the 23rd Psalm. Still no communication or ability to listen. But then started the Lord's Prayer. And immediately she said the whole prayer with me, clearly and distinctly. It had come from a lifetime of saying those words and knowing them and how important they are in her relationship with her God. So as we say the Lord's Prayer, take them to heart. Remember that someday it might be the only thing that holds you together. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not to temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen.
the benediction. Now may the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you with grace and mercy. The Lord look upon you with favor and grant you peace. Amen. Go in peace and serve the Lord. Thanks be to God. Be not dismayed, whatever be God will take care of you. Beneath his wings of love abide, God will take care Thank you for listening to a Neighbors United in Christ broadcast. Our podcast is supported by our three congregations of Deronda, Little Falls, and Trinity Lutheran Churches, our small town churches in Amherst, Wisconsin. If you feel so moved to donate, please visit us online at nuicparish.org. That's nuicparish.org. Until next time. All you may need. Is